1: From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. By the way, join us during the week, Fox Business. The name of the show is Kudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And we're going to do some money in politics here. We've got Liz Peake, Fox News contributor, Hill columnist. And we've got Steve Moore from Freedom Works and the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And this new book he's got, Godzilla. how... The relentless growth of government is devouring our economy and our freedom. Speaking of our freedom, kids, welcome back. Liz Liz Peak, the, the people's convoy is coming. The freedom convoy. The people's convoy. Justin Trudeau yeah. <laughs> Justin Trudeau had such a brilliant uh, way of handling this in Canada. Now we'll see how Joe Biden does. But what can you tell us about the truckers are gonna start in California? On February twenty second, couple days, and then gradually make their way to the nation's capital before President Biden stated the Union address on March first. What's going on here, Liz?
0: Well, I, I think they'll be lucky if it's just one convoy. There are talk. There's talk of as many as three different convoys. One starting in Texas, and one maybe in Ohio. Uh, and here's the thing, Larry. This trucker convoy in Canada yeah, really became sort of a mouthpiece for all kinds of grievances and frustrations about covid regulations and i think that is only mounting it's not only the vaccine mandates for truckers it's vaccine mandates period and it is mask mandates for children in schools which everybody agrees everyone who's done any reading on the subject is a completely ridiculous stop to the teachers union but i think it is really interesting to note how Justin Trudeau got into so much trouble on this uh, trucker convoy. Yes, he's now invoked emergency powers. A screaming headline in the New York Times talks about mass arrests. Paragraph 12, you find out that 100 people were arrested as they mostly politely and peacefully dispersed once the police began to move in. My point all along has been that Trudeau should have talked to the truckers He should have shown some flexibility, said, look, this mandate uh, isn't that, uh, you know, doesn't affect that many people. We will postpone it for two weeks. Let's talk about this. Instead, he just went into hiding, started calling these people racist and sort of accusing them of being violent protesters. It is particularly given his background of kneeling with the Black Lives Matter protests and uh, approving and sitting down with other groups of protesters in the past. This has really been an egregious uh, slap in the face at people, you know, average Canadians. And, and let's face it, thousands of average Canadians came out to cheer these people on because everybody is fed up with these uh, mandates and, and all the restrictions on their lives.
1: You know, Trudeau, I, I know Justin Trudeau fairly well, but Trudeau is, you know, Canada's sort of a peaceful country respectful of each rights he's kind of turned himself into vladimir putin in a mere few weeks because of a couple of trucks i mean the guy's just lost his mind but um steve moore i want to read you uh musician ted nugent was on fox and he says um i love this he says uh, about the truckers i know these guys i am these guys mr nugent said I got a big zebra Ford Bronco with 900 horsepower that gets exactly (laughs) 600 yards to the gallon. So I'm gonna go join those guys and make sure that the middle finger stays on fire. (laughs) I love that, Ted Nugent, a spokesman for freedom. But in, you know, Steve, this is, I think Liz's points are very well taken. I think this really morphs itself into a populist revolt against all this big government socialism and clamping down on our freedoms. And it really, it goes, I think it runs, it becomes a generic grievance against all the stuff that's been going on with Joe Biden and and government mandates and government orders. And, And even, you know what, I'm going to throw in critical race theory where you know if you disagree with somebody you're not allowed to and the social media won't let people express their freedom uh, of uh, speech i mean i really see this as a sort of generic populist revolt
2: something really really big going on in the united states and, and really around the world uh that the left isn't paying attention to which is a kind of revolt of working-class Americans. And, by the way, this wasn't a bunch of rich Wall Street badcats that were protesting. These were these are blue-collar workers. These are truckers, many of them who, own, who are members of unions. Gee, yeah. I thought that's who the Democrats represented. And the, I think the most interesting thing about what's happened in the last two or three weeks— and, by the way, let me say this. I do not believe the truckers have the rights to block— you know block the bridges and things like that I think it's certainly appropriate for the police to say Look you can protest but you don't have a right to Shut down you know commerce And so on but here's the point the, the the left Has been so indignant How dare these people Question the authorities You know how dare they question The quote science and You know I think The three of us are old enough to remember When the left used to have you know uh, Mottos like you know Question authority and so on. And the left has become such authoritarians mm. that they they hold these people in total contempt. And I want to make one other quick point. Do not ignore what happened in San Francisco this past week, a state, a city where Donald Trump won, I think, 12 percent of the vote in San Francisco. So it's probably the most liberal place in America by 70 percent, Larry, 70 percent of the voters in San Francisco voted to recall the school board in San Francisco. If that's happening in San Francisco, there's something really, there's a revolt going on against what you and uh, Liz are talking about, this progressive wokeism. People are sick of it.
1: You know, Liz, this has Tea Party overtones. Yeah, it sure does. It's different, but it has Tea Party. It's a revolt against the establishment. In in this case, it's the, you know, far left radical establishment but that's the way i see it i mean i i love the truckers by the way trucking you know i think something like 70 or 75 percent of the goods uh transported in america are done by trucks so it's very important the the economics here are very important but i see this in larger terms i see this as a new tea party
0: yeah I, i think also what's interesting is that obama if you remember completely dismissed the tea party ignored them I remember writing a column and the headline was something like uh, Obama ignores Tea Party at his peril. Well, guess what? Biden's going to do the same thing. And you can be sure that he will have no patience for this group, even though the Teamsters, to Steve's point, came out big time in their support of Biden in the campaign. Lots of money, lots of mailings, lots of hands-on efforts to get votes out, etc. Those were truck drivers. But it really wasn't truck drivers. It was union bosses. that that Biden was getting the support of. And I think people are going to begin to see there's a big difference, right? There's a big difference between the union leadership, big labor leadership, uh, donating political money to Democrats and helping with their campaigns, and the people in those unions not being supportive at all of what's going on. Uh, As to the the situation in San Francisco, I think we can all just applaud the – Fact that parents in lots of places, Virginia, San Francisco, and elsewhere, even in New York, are standing up and saying, "Our kids are not being taught, and and they're, instead they are being uh, they are being subjected to all this woke ideology." I I have a friend Larry who has a five year old daughter in one of the most prestigious girl girl schools in New York and the country. This five year old girl came home twice in one week saying, "Mommy." How much melatonin do you have in your skin? (laughs) Twice. Can you imagine? This mother was horrified. And she went, she demanded of the school some description of what they were teaching that week in class. This is, again, five years old. And the the study schedule showed uh, a a series of days spent on skin tones. Now, I, I don't know about you. I find that unbelievably offensive. <laughs> Young children are being raised in our country today to be colorblind. They were making so much progress on this. My kids didn't even know the difference between black and white when they were little kids. They, they were being raised in a colorblind society. Boy, have we gone backwards on that. Yeah. And shame on the people who are directing that uh, regression. And I think it's a serious regression.
1: You know, Steve Moore, uh, after this San Francisco <laughs> threw out the three members of the Board of Education, you know, next thing you know, New York City is going to start throwing criminals in yeah. the jail. They're going to start jailing
2: criminals. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> yeah, gee, what a shot up. Well, look, I mean, the broader point here is you're exactly right. This is the new P- Tea Party movement. The left has ignored it. They're, te- they're, they're uh, treating the protesters with contempt. Uh, and by the way, these these folks in Canada, with a few exceptions, were completely nonviolent. The, the Washington Post, the New York Times, the, the CNN, uh, as, as Liz was saying, they 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 did, they called them Nazis. They called them racists. How dare they you know, stand up against these uh, these forces of good? And I think some I just think something big is brewing in this country. If the Democrats don't figure out that they're completely out of touch with real Americans, and America is not Washington, D.C., and New York, uh, they're going to they're gonna get clobbered. I mean, yeah. I think you're going to see a sweeping election like we saw in 1994 and right. 2010 where people just take their anger out at anybody with a D next to their name. Unless, if I were Joe Biden, I would do what Liz is suggesting. I'd say, I hear you. We hear you. Mm-hmm. You know, we will respond to you. Not teach, treat them with, you know, wow. as if they're children.
1: Yeah. He'll send Kamala Harris uh, to do that. By the way, I got to take a quick break. I got to take a quick break. Uh, but I want to get me one of these zebra Ford Broncos, man. This is the best thing I've seen yet. Anyway, we've got Liz Peak and Steve Moore. We're talking money and politics. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, why are foundations founded on high technology now subsidizing socialist think tanks? Think about that. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow.
2: Listen. Now back to the Larry Kudlow Show.
1: We're talking to Liz Peake, Fox News contributor, and Steve Moore, FreedomWorks and Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Steve Moore, this uh, circular from your Unleash Let's get this right. Two philanthropies, the Hewlett Foundation and the Omidyar Networks, contributing $41 million over five years to five academic institutions in order to overturn Friedrich Hayek and Milton Friedman and the principles of smaller government and uh, free trade and deregulation. Now, the Hewlett Foundation, I mean... Hewitt and Packard, these were entrepreneurial tech guys who thrived (laughs) under free market capitalism, and now their descendants want to overturn it.
2: It is such a depressing story, so you know uh, David uh, Packard you know built that computer company, which was really the beginning of the digital age in his in his garage, <laughs> and uh, built it into a multibillion dollar uh, company that that employed tens of thousands of people, and as you just said it was it was created uh, and flourished because of our free enterprise system and now you have this uh, foundation in his name that is dedicating forty million dollars to fight against the Freedom Revolution and the Free Enterprise Revolution that began with Hayek and Milton Friedman and Ronald Reagan and through Trump. And it is, it is so disheartening that this is how the money uh, of someone who, who uh, created one of America's iconic companies is, is being used. There is, a, uh, there is a huge movement in America against freedom, and this is part of it.
1: You know, as World Bank studies have shown that um, free market capitalism, free tra- including free trade, is responsible for bringing over a billion people yep. in recent decades, yep. over a billion people out yep. of poverty. And here we go with the descendants of these two free market entrepreneurs trying to overturn probably the greatest anti-poverty mm-hmm. ideology ever invented.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really disheartening, as as Steve said. You could add Abigail Disney to that list. I'm sure there are many others. It's really this white liberal guilt that causes people to uh, rebuke the very system that made them wealthy. And they feel terrible about their wealth, their inherited wealth, instead of funding a, a system that will keep other people from having similar successes. And that's really what they're doing here. They should just yeah. give it away. Just give it away all their money. If they feel terrible about it, I'll take it. You'll take it. You know, find, <laughs>
2: right. find some uh, happy
0: recipients and make a lot of people happy. But, yeah. but really, to the bigger yeah. point, we have a really undermining and um, very disturbing trend in our country where not only uh, are they refusing to look at data like that, Larry, they're refusing to look at what's going on in Venezuela, once one of the wealthiest right. nations on Earth and its complete catastrophic collapse. The fact that the USSR failed, it didn't fail because of Ronald Reagan. It failed because their economic policies simply didn't work. I think in China, uh, the the problem is the left has been um, energized by the success of China. But ultimately, I don't believe China will continue to grow and prosper. Their latest 20 years of success has really been because they embraced a modest form of capitalism, and let people strive. The striving and opportunity and success of individuals is the hallmark of the United States. And and honestly, it's I, I it makes me crazy that young people are taught that that is not worth anything. It is taught every American to talk to their kids about why our system works, why it's great, why all people yeah. deserve opportunity. They do not deserve equal outcomes. They do deserve. Equal opportunity, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, because of the Democrats, they don't get that. Our schools are not providing that. But so, you know, this
2: is of uh, Liz, add to uh, just sorry to interrupt, but add to that. How about the Rockefeller Foundation, the Rockefeller family? Yeah, they're against fossil. Yeah. They're against fossil fuels. know. It's fabulous. The greatest the greatest, uh, you know, uh, energizer uh, of, of the world that really provided the fuel and energy for the modern industrial revolution. And they're, they're <laughs> spending all their money to try to shut down oil and gas and coal. And as I've said many times on your show, Larry, this country was built on oil, gas and coal. Yes.
1: So, Steve, uh, go ahead. Let's raise some money and fight these guys.
2: We have to. We must. I mean, because that so much of the, of the philanthropic money now goes to, to defeat capitalism. And you made the key point, Larry, and I want to repeat it. Many estimates are that more than a billion people in the last 25 to 30 years, it was started with the Reagan revolution, have been moved out of abject poverty, and most of them were in India and China that, that mm-hmm. have moved. You know, Now China's moving in the opposite direction right now, which yeah. makes me nervous. But come on, how can, how can free, tra- free trade? That has lifted more people out of poverty than every anti-poverty program in the history of the civilization.
1: Yeah, it's a tragedy. I like the Rockefeller one because they're all against fossil fuels, <laughs> and that's where their fortune came from. And that's what drove, <laughs> drove the world economy for the last couple hundred years and will con- continue. Joe Biden, notwithstanding, will continue to drive the economy for the next hundred years. But it is a sad say. I mean, it's, it's, it's in the same category as Liz's story about the five-year-old coming home. Yeah I mean, they are just trying to change history, to change culture, to change everything that is uh, right. And it's a tragedy. Yeah. But you know what? The cavalry's coming. The polls yeah. show clearly. People I, I love America. Americans are rejecting this nonsense. Yeah. OK? They are rejecting this nonsense. And that's probably the best part of the story.
0: I agree. Even Hillary Clinton is ridiculous. When you say the cavalry is coming, do you include Hillary Clinton in that, Harry?
1: Yes. I, I so much want her to run for president. You have <laughs> yes, no idea. Too. It does my heart so much good to see her in New York uh, making her new debut on the world stage. I just can't really. wait for that to happen. So, all right. Um, what else have we got? We're Anything, Mary,
2: why, why... Larry, one quick thing. Congratulations. I see that your ratings for the Cuddle Show are off the charts. You're doing a fantastic job. And Liz and I are, I think I can speak for Liz, proud to be part of that. So, congratulations. Well,
1: you two are two key parts of that. You helped us so much. We've had a great first year. Uh, I do want to thank Joe Biden for our great first year yeah. also. <laughs>
0: yes, an endless stream of things to rant about. I mean, you know, what could be more energizing than Joe Biden in the White House?
1: Anyway, yeah. thank you, both of you, your wonderful Liz Peake and Steve Moore. Folks, I'm Larry Kudlow. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. We will be back next weekend.